This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and I am so excited for my next guest, Maureen Downey from Shea Consulting. She started her consulting group in 2005 out of San Francisco, and she is what you call a wine forensic expert. Basically, her and her team of experts specialize in fair... (laughs) Fine and rare wine appraisal, authentication, and valuation. So if you're trying to buy an expensive, very rare bottle of wine, kind of like remember the story of the billionaire's vinegar, Maureen is the woman that you want to talk to. She works with clients all over the world, including international auction houses, brokers, retailers, and producers. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to have you because everybody's very enthralled with that story of the billionaire's vinegar and, you know, people being tricked. And how do you know if you buy this crazy expensive wine that it's going to be really what it says it is and that it's going to be in good shape? That's what you do in an essence, right? It is. But, you know, it, it starts way before you actually purchase. So, okay. I and mean, I think if you get to the point where you're, you've already bought the wine... You're done. Um, you've lost a lot of opportunities to find out if the wine was okay. Um, I've, I've been saying for a long time that one of the things that people need to do is ask more questions. Um, and I think if people had asked more questions, um, you fraudsters like Rudy Kurniawan, who's you know currently in jail for allegedly having a whole counterfeit ring, and and other people wouldn't have been able to stay in business because people, you know, the general public really can do a lot to um, to educate themselves just sure. by posing. Tough questions about provenance, you know, where is the wine from, how long did the owner have it, where did he buy it, um, you know, how was it stored, things like that. But beyond that, you know, when you're looking at a specific bottle, <clears throat> you can ask more specific questions. Okay. And if things don't make sense, then, you know, walk away. The old adage of is if, if it's too good to be true really applies with, with wine. Well, how did you even get into this line of work? Well, in early 2000, I started um, at Morell & Company in the wine auction division, mm-hmm. and I just found it really interesting that we'd get all these collections in from, you know, all these individuals, and I'd go out to people's houses and, you know, collect the wine from their home, and, you know, it, 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 it was just an interesting side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, shortly after I started there, Hardy Rodenstock, who is the, the bad guy in the billionaire's vinegar contacted us because we were selling some wine that he was interested in buying. Mm. And through a number of exchanges, all in facts, because Hardy dealt completely by facts, he asked me all these questions about these particular bottles, which really um, kind of taught me how to look critically at bottles for possible counterfeit issues, because I knew at the time that he was um, allegedly counterfeiting wine. Interesting. So since then, I've just had a really keen eye. So it's been 12 years of training, and I've gone on. I've worked for two other auction houses, Christie's, um, or excuse me, Zaki's, which I helped found um, when Zaki's and Christie's split. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, moved out here and worked at Bonham's in San Francisco before starting my company. So it's just a matter of having looked at so many real examples that the fakes stand out to me. So you mentioned that the everyday wine collector can ask a lot more questions and really uncover some things in that way. What else can you do by looking and examining a bottle to figure out how it's been treated, for instance, or if it's fraud? Excuse me. Um, I think that one of the the most simple things to look at is the consistency. If you're looking at a bottle that's supposed to be 30 years old, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't have a label that looks like it was printed yesterday. 
And if it has a label that looks like it's gone through a war, it shouldn't have a capsule that looks pristine. Um, believe it or not, a lot of the fakes that I see ha- have this screwed up. Okay. Where you'll have this label that looks like it's gone through, you know, floods and, you know, it looks like Moses carried it while he parted the Red Sea. And then the capsule is pristine and there's no oxidation and there's no, you know, there's no shrinkage on the cork despite it being 50 years old. No. So no. it's just kind of keeping your eyes open and saying, what would I, you know, what is normal as wine ages? Right. And what is normal is that the paper oxidizes and um, the capsule, you know, especially if it's something that's been traded back and forth, is likely to be nicked. Um, if you have a low ullage, which is the space, the air pocket uh, right. between the cork um, and, the, and the liquid inside the bottle, if that's fairly low, then you shouldn't have a cork that looks like it was just put in. Mm-hmm. And the capsule probably shouldn't look pristine because that ullage shows that some small amount of liquid is, has um, been able to either evaporate or seep out, and there should be evidence of that on the, on the capsule and the cork. Okay. Well, one other thing, I mean, let's say everything looks okay on the outside, but how's to know the wine's been stored properly with the right humidity and temperature and all of that? Is there a way for you to tell that for an investor? You know, yes and no. Um, that's a little bit trickier. One of the things that I look for is if you kind of spin the bottle, you want to see if there's one side where the sediment has caked on. Um, if it's a, it, where the sediment has caked onto the glass. Okay. So if there, is, if there is one, you know, one area where that sediment is really caked on, and even if you move the liquid around inside, it stays, and it's a fairly young bottle, like younger than 30 years old, um, there's a possibility that heat has uh, been been involved. Oh, that's a great and tip. That heat has uh, adhered that sediment to that to that glass, not just time. Um, you should look for sediment uh, in an older wine. There should be sediment. Let's see. That's another big problem that fraudsters do is they fail to put sediment in. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but you know, look at the color of the wine and and look at the cork. The cork will tell you a lot. A cork that's been in proper humidity. Um, that's been exposed to the liquid, um, which is why we store wines on their side. Right. Um, will show some um, some you know co- discoloration from saturation, but it should still be nice and big um, and and fitting on the inside of the glass. It shouldn't look like there's a lot of shrinkage. Okay. Yeah. George Costanza knows all about shrinkage, right. <laughs> but. I like the way you think, Maureen. Maureen Downey from Shea Consulting. If folks want to check you out and talk to you more maybe about their collections, how can they get in touch with you? Um, The best way would probably be to uh, contact me through my website, which is SheaConsulting.com. And Shea is French for seller, but it is spelled C-H-A-I like chai. So C-H-A-I Consulting.com or info at SheaConsulting.com. Thank you so much, Maureen. Up next on The Sipping Point, we'll talk to Debbie Phillips, founder of Women on Fire.